all right, we're going to have some fun today because this is, this is a really, really, really cool topic. And it's a reality and it's a game changer. The question is, when is it a game changer? What game isn't changing and how do we play in a game, right? Is, is an interesting thing. So, I'm, so let, let's talk, let's start high level with NFTs and talk about what they are and what are they being used for now? How do we see them coming into our space? And then I'll talk some real life example of how we're using it in our space because I'm in the middle of this, a transaction like this right now for us to take advantage of. So let, let's let's rewind and go 30,000 feet up and let, let's start talking. So how how do you want to intro NFTs? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think the most basic explanation of an NFT for those that are still trying to wrap your head around it is that if you've ever bought anything in a video game or um, online, like a game you've been playing on your iPad and you... Uh, buy coins or you buy anything that's not real right but has monetary value that you've paid for you've essentially like bought an nft like you closet right? candy crushers and farm villers and it, it, all that exactly stuff, right, right? Uh, you know i watch my kids do it like this is this is why i know it's here to stay because watch anyone who plays fortnite they buy a skin what is a skin in the game right it's a costume that they wear in the game but they buy money, they take real dollars, and they put that in there. Why? It doesn't give them any actual physical value. But what does it do? Well, it gives them experience in a different you know, environment playing the game. So it has value to them that they're willing to pay real money for to hold these skins. And then guess what? There's some that are more rare than others, which make them more expensive. Right? Interesting. So supply and demand still holds true. But that act is essentially an NFT. Now we take NFT and we back that in the crypto world on blockchain, which now provides 100% ownership instantaneously and then allows me to do fun things like saying, hey, I'm going to set a royalty on my NFT that says now anytime this NFT is transferred or sold in the future, I'm getting 1% of. And now we start getting really interesting. So the natural progression when NFTs first came out was art, right? That was that was super logical place for them to start, art and music, because these were two places that had creative outlets that weren't just fit in the physical world, right? A song isn't in a physical world out now anymore, right? No more CDs. Well, you know, they still have CDs, but not the common place for them, right? Streaming was there. So now you take that, streaming rights though turn that album cover that would have been like hard copy take a graphic of that that becomes the nft and now with that graphic right the ownership rights that comes these songs and maybe exclusive access to concerts vip lists things like that that now are the intangibles that can go along with that asset so it just opened up the world and then obviously there was natural progression you're muted. You're muted. And maybe even profit from that song if they wanted to. hundred percent. Well, and profit, it took away the meat, the middleman, right? Because now like you're already seeing it. The music labels are like sitting back on, wait a minute. If well, Jeff can make a song 
and go right to TikTok and sell the rights to that song and make an NFT about it and sell the rights to that NFT that now gives him a royalty deal forever on that piece of music, what does he need me for? Yep. Right? And so that middleman gets squeezed. And I'm sure you've heard that time and time again. You never want to be stuck in the middle because the middleman always gets squeezed. Well, let's start to translate that into the real estate world. So the real estate world, it's coming. There are articles like the one that I'm sure many of you have seen that would suggest it's already here. I would argue it's not here in the way that it will be in the future, right? It's partially here. And the reason it's partially here is the only thing keeping it from being fully here is legislature, right? There's not enough regulation right now and and laws around how do we regulate and tax it? Because right now you have a situation where I could sell anything, right? I could I could create a piece of art have that turned into an NFT and say, hey, I'm selling this piece of art for $675,000. It just happens to come with that condo as well. Well, that's great, but how do I tax that, right? So you you have a smart contract, which is essentially what that article was. They use a smart contract that said, hey, I'm getting a royalty on the back end of this, right? Which takes components of the NFT, which is why they're calling it that. I would argue, though, that it's not really how NFTs operate because it's just a smart contract, which have existed for years. Smart contracts have been around and used heavily in other countries for real estate purposes for years. The difference is that that smart contract really doesn't, it's not truly using an NFT because the NFT is where on the blockchain side of it's where things are going to change. That's where title, in my opinion, is going to change drastically right because now instead of you having this long drawn out title process ownership and authenticity are going to be immediate because you're going to know immediately if there's a lien on the property you're going to know immediately who owns it you're going to know when they bought it how much they paid what the royalty like instantaneous it's all going to be documented on the blockchain which is not the case now which is why we have title search and title insurance and all this stuff so i think that title process is going to be completely disrupted and changed for the better, right? So there's a lot of things about that that can happen. Now, the the challenge is still, and I think where the regulatory side of this is going to be get really interesting, is it's still really dangerous from a laundering perspective. Like there's, that's why the regulation is so important, right? We've got to, we've got to be able to tax it we've got to be able to track it there's things on the back end that i think are going to hold up this from becoming truly mainstream but that's the premise right the premise is that i could take any asset digital asset attach physical real life things to it and sell it forever so like in my head you know think about in the future you're a you're a big builder you're wci homes and you're building a new master community and you go into that community and say, Hey, we're going to build 400 homes, but we're going to sell all 400 homes. We're going to sell the floor plan. The digital floor plan is going to be the NFT. And when you buy that floor plan as an NFT, you're also getting the physical home and you're getting all of that with it. Now, when you do that and you're one of the first 400 people that buy in this home, 
we're going to have a royalty set of 1%. So anytime any of our floor plans are sold in the future, we're collecting 1% off. Imagine me in that business model. And then imagine being able to go as an incentive to the buyer and say, hey, the first 50 people who buy in this community, I'm giving you the royalty. So now when I build that home, Jeff comes to me and buys it and builds his home. Jeff now gets a 1% royalty forever on that home. So when he sells it, and then 10 years later, somebody else sells it, and then 10 years out, somebody else sells it, he's getting a check for 1% every time that home flips. That's what's coming. We're just not quite there yet, right? So what are your thoughts? All right, I want to, let's back that up, because yes, I, I see a lot. Here's here's what I think the driving force is here. It's the, the Amazonification, right? If you want to create that word. Of, of real estate. We are so used to the one-click world and everybody loves it and you get frustrated. I don't know about you. When you find something online and you have to enter your information, it pisses you off, right? You should be able to click one button, click your double, double click the side of your phone with Apple Pay and everything's bought, right? One button, one click, Amazon, Apple Pay, Google Pay, whatever you're using on that one. And then everything in the middle or that's that delays you is aggravating. And that's not going to stop, right? This is all about streamlining, and it will be streamlined. And this is this will streamline it. It's here. There's just a couple different components to that need to be figured out, but they're going to be figured out. And let's talk about a couple of those things, for example, because let's talk about the pros, and then we'll talk about the cons. The pros is it streamlines, man. I mean, right now you got to wait ten days for municipal lien search. Like, come on. Yeah. Is that real? That's that's not necessary. You gotta you've got to go figure out all kinds of other things. You gotta wait for this to happen and this to happen and other people to do something. Anytime you're relying on another person, that segment of a transaction will be eliminated in the future, in the near future, like in the next decade. Everybody yep. in the middle is, is in deep trouble, right? With blockchain, right? Because it's just going to be instantaneous speed um of this. Now here's the Here's the issue. We all want to be able to say, hey, Mike, let me buy your house. Click here. I'm going to go into my crypto wallet, right? My digital wallet and transfer mm -hmm. cryptocurrency, right? I'll transfer you my, my Ethereum or my Cardano or my Bitcoin or whatever I want to do to you instantaneous. And it doesn't, there's not a, a 10 day hold at the bank on my check, right? That all these things are so stupid and are going away. And soon it will be, I would like to buy your home, transfer into my wallet, into your wallet, enter your, your address for your wallet, click done over, right? Now, when that happens, there's a lot of people cut out of the transaction. Yep. But a lot. Now, that's not here yet, but it's certainly coming. Certainly coming. Now, there's a couple yep. of issues that need to be figured out, right? You've got to now we are closing. We are able to close properties with cryptocurrencies right now. Right. Sounds yep. cool. Right. But really, it's not because we can convert it into USD. Right. So it's not really trading with cryptocurrency. It's trade. It's it, you could use and cryptocurrency still, to transfer. And it's still dangerous to do it in many ways because of the volatility of the cryptocurrency. Right. So, you know, we've all seen it. Anyone who's invested in it, like I know you are, I am you've seen the volatility of it and oh. you know, there's time and a place to take that risk, right? You've seen the articles like, oh, uh, you know, Odell Beckham takes 
you know, his entire 2022 salary in Bitcoin. Yeah, well, what they didn't tell you was number one, Coinbase paid him like $25 million to say he was doing that. Number two was he's already very wealthy. So whether that goes up or down, he didn't need that particular dollars right now, right? So the challenge you have when you're looking at a physical transaction, which is why I believe it still has not been taken mainstream as far as purchases, is that if I were to use that on a house, it may cover the dollar. Maybe I'm getting a deal, right? Maybe I buy that house now and that actually went down or maybe crypto goes up and therefore there's so much volatility that it's risky. And so they're locking it in. It's got to be a very quick amount of time, finite amount of time for that deal to close to make it happen. And then all of it's getting converted back into US dollars, which will not be the case in the future. So there's still some, it's one of those things where it's like cool to say you're doing it, but it's not very practical for that to be used in an everyday transaction yet, but it's coming. Well, because, and there's things that they haven't figured out yet how to deal with, right? A lien searches are one. How about a mortgage search? Yep. Now, if I go to buy Mike's property and click a button, I'm buying that property, but everything that goes with it. But I really do need to figure out how many mortgages are on that property. Did they get paid off? Are they truly free and clear? When he put the fence up, did he pay the fence guy or is there still a, a mechanics lien on that property? When he had his plumbing done three years ago, did he ever satisfy? things about crypto is anonymous with your digital wallets so but what if it's a leader from north korea buying your home you can't sell it to the leader in north korea there's international sanctions on on people that you can get deep in trouble to sell into people from certain places in the world that have major sanctions placed on them right so i don't i for one wouldn't want to be the guy that that got in trouble for something like that so there's still a lot of big question marks that need to be figured out but it's coming right so what we need to be is aware of what it actually is. And I'm, let me tell you kind of how we're evolving um, from, from our standpoint and what we're actually doing. So um, a friend of mine now has become a good friend of mine. He's an investor in our, our new Marriott project over here in Madeira Beach. And one of the reasons why he's an investor on it is because he and I have a lot of same um, ideas and thoughts as far as nfts and cryptos and the whole blockchain side of the world because i'm intrigued by it and i read a lot and i'm learning about it so this guy is has is kind of the rain man of crypto it's really and i mean on the best um best way possible he's brilliant and how he's figured this is out he's traded very well and has made a ridiculous amount of money um by following his trades so when we started talking about this, and we actually met at a at a blockchain Bitcoin um, event, right? Actually, not true. I he I met through an investor in another project that we're doing that he wanted to come in on. So then he went to that, and we connected at that event. And then we started talking with people in the blockchain NFT world. This is a while back, and figured out who's doing what and how can you do it and what's going on. So we, you know, conference call after conference call after Zoom. Craig's been in on these Zooms, you've been in on the, some of these Zooms and just trying to figure out where's the evolution, where do you start? Because this is, I'll go from a seller perspective and then we'll go from a buyer perspective, right? So from my seller perspective, the reason why this is intriguing to me is because a lot of reasons. Number one, the buyer pool gets 
dramatically larger because the increments that I'm able to sell become dramatically smaller, right? If we were to sell a project or a house, right? For that matter, because I'll tell you the evolution in a second, to a bunch of people for small dollar values, it's a lot easier sale than two or three people for a large dollar value. Because as for example, what we do with our projects right now is we go to the CRGs, right? Certified rich guys. And we say, hey, we're doing this offering. We got a $2 million minimum buy-in. Um, do you want it? And we've got our little Rolodex people we call to. And they say yes, because we have good good projects. And then um, you know, this particular last one, we rolled it down to $50,000 increments because I wanted to get more people involved. Perfect example. That typically wouldn't be able to get involved in a transaction like this because they don't have $2 million bucks to put into a project. So I think it's not fair that only $2 million people get to buy into projects so that only $50,000 people get to buy into projects because I think that everybody deserves the ability to get rich and have fun and make money, right? So the driving force for me, and when I was talking with Alex, who's um, one of our investors and a friend, we were actually at John's Pass having lunch and I said, our, our waitress should be able to own a piece of this Marriott, right? And it's, I believe it's fundamentally proper to allow her, not that she has to, but she should be able to buy into the things that we're buying into because I just think it's it's fair, right? It's it's better. And from a seller perspective, it's a lot more fun because if we have 20 rich guys that, that put in a couple million bucks to get a project going. I got 20 guys who are already rich. They're just going to get richer. They don't really even care. But if, for example, the buy-in was a thousand bucks, right? A lot of people can do that. Or say it's 500 bucks for that matter. And then a lot of people can buy in. Now, everybody would have a little bit of ownership in an entire resort. So every time, in essence, somebody bought a pina colada at a pool for 20 bucks and there's a $18 profit margin on it, and it flows back to the bottom line, a fraction of that money would end up into the digital wallet of the person that put in money into the, the project, right? Which is significant, right? When you look at a percentage of return to more people, right? Now, we can't really do that right now because uh, I'm going through the process. Of, we can but it's really, 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 really prohibitive, right? So you have to do SEC filing. You have to register a, an SEC uh, Reg A plus, which is basically taking a company public, by the way, and organize a real estate development as a publicly traded company that allows you to allow the the waitress to invest small bits of money into a project. That's um, doable, but not really, because it's several hundred thousands of dollars and many, 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 many months in order to do this because the SEC and regulation is in the way. But as you can see, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And we could still do it. And we, we, we're we considering doing it, but we just moved to another plan, which I'll show you. But do you guys see this? Do you see the benefit of doing something like this? Right? For, far rate, so let's be a seller, for example, from a, from a, a real estate perspective, from a quote developer perspective, I would much rather have 8,000 people in Tampa or around the world be a partner in a resort because they're partners. They're going to be TikTok and they're going to be Instagram, they'll be Facebook, they'll be talking about it, they'll be bragging about it. They'll be coming to the place, they'll be hanging in the cabanas, they'll be walking around, starting the stuff as the owner of a resort, right? That, I mean, the exponential growth 
and, and media attention, whether it's social or traditional, is enormous, right, for something like that one. So I like that. And I know that we put people into good projects that will make money. So they'll make money and they'll want to keep coming. And then their friends will come in and then their friends will come in. And before you know, you have a huge investor base, right? So that, <coughs> excuse me, that's my vision from a seller perspective on this one. So how does that change the game? Big time. From your perspective, right? It, it opens up the, it opens, it opens up everything, right? So in the same way that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, what was the, what was the biggest fundamental change that happened because of it so far? Investing. It allowed people who maybe didn't have the ability to buy shares of Apple or Google or any of the big stocks right? Because I can't go and say, you know what, I'm going to buy a quarter of a share of Apple. Nope. Can't happen, right? So if I have $100 to invest, I'm not buying Apple. But if I have- Well, you could. Well- You could put 100 bucks in your TD Ameritrade account, but it's- Yeah, you could, but you're not getting the same, you're not getting the same level of investment or potential return. You're not getting the potential upside. Yeah, I could take 100 bucks, throw that in Bitcoin, and see what happens, right? And so it legitimately made investing and rate of return on those investments at low dollars very, very possible. And so that is exactly what tokenization is going to do to the real estate world and from a real estate investment perspective, because what it's going to allow all of us to do is whether you have $500 or a million dollars, it's going to give you the ability to buy tokens that are attached to physical real estate assets and profit from them. And that has never ever been done in a way that is possible. And here's the most important part of this because this comes up a lot when we talk to people about this. Well, can I do that with a REIT? Can I do that with, with, you know, um, doing a, a shared asset and, going in and buying, you know, fractional fractionalization of real estate. Yeah, it's similar, but here's the difference. Imagine trying to liquefy out of any of those deals, right? You're not liquid at all because now if I want to sell out of that read, if I want to get out or if I want to get out of my fractional ownership of a, of a real estate asset, it's really hard in most cases to be able to do that. This is different because if I own a token in let's just say the project that Jeff was mentioning, if I own a token of that and I say, you know what? Things are changing for me. I want to sell my token. I want out. Guess what I do? I list my token. I can sell my token on any of the major crypto chains, right? And now there's real estate based um, distribution outlets as well. So I could go on there to any of those and say, you know what? I'm going to sell mine to anyone on the planet basically who owns enough crypto to buy whatever I'm that share that I'm selling. So my market is huge and I can instantaneously liquidate it versus being having to go through a sale process or approval process or anything else. So from a investment perspective, I'm way more liquid, I'm more fluid. I can invest in stuff. It lowers the dollar amount. So from an investment or buyer standpoint, it gives you a lot of flexibility that you otherwise would not have had. And so, yes, are we missing some SEC regulation that's there currently that I don't think will be there in the future? Yep. Um, Do I think we're missing some 
legislature on the real estate side of it to figure out how we tax and who the buyer is and all. Yep. But understand this in the same way that when I open my crypto wallet in Coinbase, it knows exactly how much of everything I own. It knows who I am. It knows because you have to verify. This is the thing. It's not like it's completely anonymous because if you're going through any of the major chains, like the the verification process through Coinbase is extensive. Like, and I, and you have to keep renewing it. Like I get notifications every month or so. Hey, we need you to verify this piece of information. We need you to verify your address. We need you to ver So they know who you are. The ability is, and that's what is essentially interesting about the future of this is at the, at the core level, you're not buying it anonymously, right? There, on the back end of things, it would be possible for both ends of the transaction to know who it is, but none of that information ever be publicly released because of how it's being transacted on the blockchain. So there's a lot still to come, but I think from an investment perspective, from a taking real estate ownership and making it legitimately possible for any budget is super intriguing and something that we should all be paying attention to because that that is very it's here but it's very very close to being mainstream it, it is and it's definitely coming like there's there's platforms realty.co craig typed in um that actually they're taking digital shares you could buy a little piece of a property right now only if you're an accredited investor meaning you have a million dollars of net worth you have to verify um or you're not a u.s citizen Right, so if you're those two things, you could buy a share of a house in Detroit if you want to, um, which to me sounds silly, right? But it's not if you are in wherever in the world and would like to actually own something of value, not in your country and maybe in our country, right? So that that platform is doing very well. And then the property is another one. And so they're coming, but they're only for accredited investors right now. And they haven't figured that out because yeah. nobody wants to go through the, the reg regulatory hurdle. So what we're doing is the Marriott Hotel is a $100 million project, right? And there's a lot of learning curves and a lot of things to screw up. So we're not doing it on that project because that project will do extremely well traditionally and it'll be sold out very soon and you guys are going to sell them. Um, but what we are going to do is we've got four homes on Pelican Lane. And we're taking one of those and we're going to do that on that one because it's a two, two, three million dollar project. And so what we're going to do is we're going to put together a few people. Um, I think we already know who they are that are going to be, but we're going to do the regulations as if it were on the Marriott on this home so we can do the learning curve and we'll sell um, tokens. We'll sell pieces. Basically, it's not that complicated. You form an LLC and you transfer the shares of the LLC through an NFT. Right. That's that's all it is. So it's not it's not anything mystical. And then that will entitle those owners to a percentage of that property, right, going forward, which will have cash flow, which would be a good investment, which could be a model that we can build from because you know I'm all in on vacation rental properties because I think they're the most insulated investment you can ever have. Um, and the beach is the last to go down and first to come back. Any beach in a populated great area. So that's what we're gonna kind of gonna plan our model there and do the same thing but just on a smaller scale but then it's going to be interesting so we'll be able to we will we're going to do it and we're going to do it through financing too so we're going to show how the whole thing works that will raise enough money for the down payment on the property and watch the rest of it carry itself forward 
and spread offer cash flow that will then be shared by the people who buy in upfront, right? So that's how we're doing the same thing, just on a smaller scale on one of them. It's gonna be interesting. So we'll, we'll document this and watch all the processes on how, how it goes, where are the bottlenecks in the process? Where's the, oh shit, I didn't know about that along the ways, which I'm sure there are some, <laughs> I'm sure there are many, and then we'll figure it out. And then we're, we're gonna have to go through the aggravation. We're not gonna do a, a Reg A plus um, filing because I'm not gonna spend a few hundred thousand bucks on, for one house, right? But we'll do a Reg D, which means accredited investors only, which defeats kind of the purpose, but at least walks through the process of it. And then we'll figure out how to transfer the NFTs and properly, and we'll walk through the whole thing. And in the process, we're gonna white label our own process and our own trading platform. So when we do these in the future, we'll have it all in house. And so that's what your brokerage is up to right now to make sure that we are ahead of the curve to that's right baby baby leaps <laughs> that's right is figuring out how this works because it's far-reaching guys and let's talk about the far-reaching aspect of this one because let's talk about the ugly parts right the, the ugly parts for us as agents we need to start paying attention to in a second if i were to sell Let's take Marriott, for example. If I were to sell those, tra traditionally we sell units pre-construction to raise the money, right? And by selling pre-construction properties, what happens? Who makes a lot of money in the process? Agents, because we're selling real estate. Now, what happens when people don't sell real estate anymore? They're selling an NFT, right? Which is a share of a, of a company backed by an NFT, right? Is that real estate? No. Right. How do we how do we protect ourselves in this upcoming world? Because it's not. I mean, look, you mentioned it. Selling a piece of art that comes with a house. Are you licensed to get a commission on art? Do they have to pay a commission on art? I don't know. So there's a lot of weird things that are going to have to go through the process, and our listing agreement is going to have to adapt, right? And transfer by any possible means electronic right we're going to talk about that and figure things like that out and what if what if that happens what if the could you see some firm saying we will not charge you one thing ever but in the smart contract we get one percent of perpetuity that goes to our corporation right okay. i mean there's a lot of things that are going to come about in this business um, that are different than what it is today and it will end up a one button push to transfer real estate once all these things are figured out. Once they figure out how to do the title lien search, because someone's gonna figure it out. Someone's gonna figure out how to do an update. Someone's gonna figure out how to do upload the titles. Someone's gonna figure out how to do the surveys. Someone's gonna figure out the easement searches. It's, it's not rocket science, guys, right? Literally, there's people putting shit up in space, right? So to figure out how to speed up a municipal lien search from a county isn't gonna be tough. And then how do you record it? Does, does the county get cut out? Does the county lose the doc stamps? Does the state lose out on the recording fees? But there's a million questions to be answered, but if it's a middleman fee, it's gonna get cut out. That's the whole premise of blockchain, right? In essence. Yeah, it's a, it's a streamline a transaction and make it a one as close to a one-on-one -on -one transaction as humanly possible, right? Without the risk, because the risk has always been the middlemen have been there to mitigate the risk involved in the transaction, right? So I'm gonna buy something from Jeff. 
I don't know who Jeff is. Maybe he has the money. Maybe he doesn't. What about the property? Maybe that's good. Maybe it's not good. So I don't know. And I don't have the ability to find out. So what do I do? I have all these people in the middle that it's their job to, to ensure that Jeff is who he says he is, that he's got what he says he's got, that everything's clear to go. Right. But I don't need that anymore if everything that Jeff has is verified on a blockchain and verifiable via his crypto wallet. And so now my quote unquote proof of funds or financing contingency isn't that it's, hey, send me your crypto wallet. And so I can verify it on the on the on the blockchain and blockchain verification shows that Jeff, yes, owns the house. He owns it free and clear. This is it. This is the deal. He can verify that I have the funds sitting in my crypto wallet and that I am who I say I am. And boom, I say, great, here's the money. Boom, it transfers, done. That's are are we doing this right now in a, in a little bit with Venmo and Zelle? We are. That's the, right? that's the thing. Like, guys, this isn't, this shouldn't, this shouldn't really shock us because just like everything, it's baby steps, right? Someone said it earlier, baby, baby leaps. Yes, baby leaps. that's what they're doing. That's what we have been doing as a society with everything. It's taking those little steps. Like, can we change consumer behavior? Yes, you can over time. Amazon has proven that, right? Amazon proved it. Amazon changed our mentality completely. Think about any time that they can't deliver you something next day or, or within two days. You're pissed. Right. That wasn't the case 10 years ago. So we evolve. Everything changes. How many of you don't even step foot in a grocery store anymore? That wasn't the case 10 years ago. It was barely the case five years ago. But now my wife was the first one was like, oh, that's for lazy people five years ago. Guess who doesn't go into the grocery store anymore? Right. Because it's too easy to have pickup or delivery. And so it's these small little baby steps. And crypto is the same way. In the way that we can instantly transfer dollars back and forth with Zelle or PayPal or um, Cash App or any of your favorites, right? It's the same concept. And so then they introduce, you know, we have cryptocurrency and okay, let's get used to this digital currency. And then it's now we've got NFTs. Now, don't get me wrong. I think we're going to experience an NFT bubble very similar to what we saw with the dot-com boom, right? Where you saw domain names selling for millions of dollars because it was super important to have that super rememberable and, and short domain name. I think that's, and then all of a sudden that busted, right? And it realized that that was less important than what we thought. I think you're going to see that happen with, with NFTs. Right now, there's a lot of value in stuff just because people are trying to play and figure it out. And I do think we're going to see a little bit of an NFT bubble where some of the stuff isn't as valuable as maybe people thought. And there isn't as big of a secondary market for some of this stuff as people thought. And then the other challenge you have right now in the NFT space, especially, is the reason we're seeing some of the pricing you're seeing, the reason you're seeing art sell for $60 million digital art. And you're like, what in the world? What, how, why? Well, what we've come to find out, and there's been a lot of articles about this, that you have a lot of very wealthy people 
that are now being advised from their accountants saying, Hey, Jeff, um, listen, Hey man, you made like $800 million last year. Um, we got to buy something and put it somewhere for tax purposes. So if you go spend like, I don't know, 50, $60 million on that rare NFT, there's probably some tax write-offs we'll be able to take from that. And sure, maybe it doesn't go up, but you're going to spend it anyway. So why don't you go do that? You're seeing a lot of extremely wealthy people use NFT purchases to get around taxes. So what does that do? Well, it drives up pricing and it, it creates this perceived market that may not truly be there on all aspects, right? So you're going to see a little bit of a bubble. So do not mistake that though for, oh, when you start seeing the New York Times run an article that, oh, NFT bubble bursts and people lose money. Don't take that as like NFTs are gone or didn't work. No, it's the same thing as Web 2.0. It's the same well, thing we saw before. Speculation is all speculation, right? And that's not what we're talking about. Now, there's some of that right now when you're buying the little board ape NFT cartoons, right? Because yeah. they're they're cool and they're things, but there's scarcity and somebody enough people give that value, so there's value, right? But I think that's all the stuff that's gonna get in trouble. You can't just sketch something, create an NFT and now you're a billionaire. You can't just go start your own token coin and value it at 0.000000000000002, right? And then think you're gonna become a gazillionaire, right? There's a lot of different places in there. Eventually, some of that will happen in the early stage, but eventually you're gonna have to have some substance, right? Just like- There's gotta be real value, yeah. A company trades on the value of the company, right? Like what we're talking about is trading the value of the income of a resort, right? That's a flow through bottom line EBITDA number that this, this property will generate X dollars per year and that's owned by X number of people at X percent. Therefore, each percent equals X dollars per year. That's a real math equation. Well, Those are the type of things that are, that are liquid. Now, there could be some speculation as well, but that's yeah. the fundamental value there. But it could be and it could be physical or it could be tangible asset or intangible assets. Right. So imagine this. How many of you, if Jeff came to everyone tomorrow and said, you know what, you can buy into these projects, but only, these are all the cash flowing projects that we have, but I'm only going to allow people who own this NFT to be able to buy into it in the future. So it's a club. So I want you to think yep. about any club, any VIP list, anything that has exclusivity to it right now, that yep. is going to become an NFT. And if you do not own that NFT, you cannot participate. In the same way that you're seeing artists say, you know what, if you own this NFT of my album cover, you're going to get special releases. You can get access to VIP at my concerts. You're going to be invited to um, you know, NFT owner only events. Right. Those are all things that are intangible assets that create value behind the NFT. And that's really what I think people get confused with NFTs. Very little. The the NFTs, that's a picture of a monkey that sells for you know a million dollars. Like what? That stuff, in my opinion, is is the borderline stuff that goes away or gets devalued in the future. The stuff that doesn't, though, is the stuff that has real value meaningful value long-term. Like real estate. Real estate is going to be a huge, huge part of that because the ability to buy real estate, the ability to sell real estate, the ability to have access to certain things 
access. Access to me is the most crucial thing. People want access to different things, whether it's access to a person, access to an event, access to what a venue, doesn't matter. All of that access is going to be controlled in the future via NFTs. And if you have something that other people want access to, you have something of substantial value that will continue to increase, that will make the NFT extremely valuable. And that is what the key is. So if you have an NFT that is attached to a piece of real estate or a project or something that other people want, you will have something of extreme value in the future. And that's the easiest way I, I can think of to explain it from a real estate perspective. Well, think about something that holds value, right? Real estate long-term holds its value. Now we got a couple of these things along the way, just like everything, but it holds its value. So if you have a property that's worth, that brings in $100,000 a year in income and you have a thousand people that own a share of it, what's the share worth? hundred bucks, right? It's pretty simple. That's what the, the market value of that cash flow would be. Now, does real estate appreciate and it always has beat inflation? Always, it's always beat inflation. No matter, from the history of recording of time, real estate's beat inflation. So if you were somebody who was looking to put some money somewhere as a hedge against inflation, that's what real estate is, guys, right? That's why real estate is gonna be an extremely enticing purchase for a lot of people, especially when it becomes streamlined. And then if you've got 50 grand and you live in Istanbul, and you can buy a share of a house in Margaritaville, Orlando, right? Now, not, not speculative value, like fractional ownership is all bullshit, right? You take a, a million dollar house and you sell a fraction, you total the fractions and it's $2 million. That's a house of cards that will crumble because it's not worth it, right? But if you take a piece of property that's worth a million bucks uh, and you divide it by the number, number of people and each person has their share, that's real value. Right, that's the things I'm talking about. I'm not talking about all this weird stuff that's gonna flash and crash, right? I'm talking about the reality of real estate being an amazing store of value held long-term is what we're talking about. That's consistent and steady across the board. So that's especially what I'm for, saying. Especially for investing in income generating properties, right? Because how many times right. have you seen an investment opportunity where they come to you? It doesn't even have to be our short-term stuff, but you see stuff all the time that says, hey, this property here is coming with a tenant that produces $100,000 a year in rental income. And they're selling the, the, the property though for 500,000. So essentially you're buying five years worth of that rental income. But maybe I don't have yep. five years worth of that rental income, but I wanna buy some of it because it's income. And I know it's income and it's secured income by that renter coming in, right? I want to buy it, but I don't have the 500,000. But now what if I didn't have to buy all 500,000 and I could buy 10% of that? I could buy 20% of that, I could buy 1% of that, right? And now think about if I'm selling that 500,000 I say, well, wait a minute, what if I just sold, I took this income that I know is coming in and I sold a fractionalized this by using an NFT and I took that and I gave them 10% of the rent, the revenue for X number of dollars. And now maybe I sell that to a million people, right? So there's this opportunity for me to buy and invest in return in income at a, at a much smaller rate that I can actually afford versus what 
has been comp- so again what is it it's access it's giving me mm-hmm. access and when you can give more people access to something there is value there right if tomorrow apple decided to say hey you want this new phone awesome the only people who can buy this new phone though for the first 6 months are people who own the apple nft how many of you would buy the yep. apple nft all of you, right? Yep. And so now all of a sudden that Apple NFT becomes super valuable. And now maybe I, in the future, I say, you know what? I'm making the daring move to go to Google. I'm going to sell my Apple NFT because I know somebody else, there's only a thousand of these sold. And I know somebody else is going to want that early access to the new Apple phone. That's how NFTs work. And that's how they're going to work in yep. the real estate world too. Here's also how I think they're going to work too. Craig, you'll like this one. Imagine if a real life example, the, the Pelican house, for example, we're going to put down 500 grand, the finance about a million five and the property's going to cash flow. We expect, right? We hope. Yep. And then it'll spit off a return on that one. What if one of the NFTs was simply the capital depreciation associated with that real estate? Yep. Is there a buyer for that $2 million loss this year? 100%. Is there a different buyer that likes the percentage of, of return yep. in perpetuity? Yep. Right? That's it. Is there, is there another one that appreciates the use of one of the boat slips behind it? Sure is. Yeah. And so it's different classes of ownership are going to be part of investment properties too, which I'm excited about because those are three totally different markets. Hundred um, percent. Same that's, asset class. That's the other thing you can very easily do, right? You can tokenize almost every aspect of the project. So, you know, it, as an example, I know a lot of you will follow Gary Vee. Look what he did, right? He drew a bunch of pictures that mean nothing, right? Right? Literally, I mean, drew them by hand with marker, and sold them, <laughs> and he yep. made like twenty million dollars in thirty days doing it. And not only because of the initial sales, but because of the resales of people who had bought them and then flipped them. But why were they so valuable? Did anyone really want his little snake that he drew in in marker that looked like a kindergartner drew it? No, that had nothing to do with it. But it was the fact of all the value that came behind that. And what he did was he had 30 different ones that all gave different access to different parts of him and his enterprises and his business. Right. So some were meetings in person, some were dinners, some were this, some were business. So he was able to take what he does, fractionalize out what he does, and then build an NFT specifically for that piece of it, which is exactly what Tony Robbins will do. Yeah. Tony Robbins will do the same thing with his club and his gold club and this, that, and the other. You're going to, I guarantee you, in the next five years, if you want to go to a Tony Robbins event, you will not be able to unless you own the Tony Robbins NFT exclusive access to certain gear and all kinds of stuff it's going to be and there'll be multiple versions of that nft there will be oh you want vip you want to meet tony that's this nft you want vip access to the event that's this nft you want to just be able to buy a ticket that's this nft but your ticket to the event your ticket to a concert your ticket to go watch your favorite sports team your season tickets to the bucks or the lightning will be nfts and you will not be able to buy season tickets in the future unless you are a holder of that NFT. Like this is where it's all headed, guys. So 
The nice thing is a lot of those other things are going to come first. And those are going to be your baby steps into how it's going to work in real estate. So the main reason I wanted to have this conversation today, a lot of you saw those articles. A lot of you, I think, are a little confused. Just want some clarity on what the NFTs are. I think that transaction was a little misleading. I think that was very much driven around, let's see if we can get some publicity, which it worked, right. um, around buzzwords of using NFT, blah, 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 blah. But it worked and it got attention. What I more so want is start playing in this. Start, start getting used to it. Start taking your baby steps now because I do think we're a little bit out before it becomes part of your everyday reality as far as real estate goes. But if you can start figuring out how what you can benefit from doing some research, maybe buying some low dollar NFTs just to taste it, just to experiment it, just to give and pay attention to how others are using it, because I promise you it's going to become a very much part of your everyday stuff, your season tickets, your tickets to concerts, your events. Um, no question in the next few years, your access to go to 121 will be an NFT, right. right? Like it's just, it's how it's going. So all of those things, just pay attention to it because I do think it will help you that in the next few years, when this is a part of your everyday reality, you're going to already kind of have a better understanding of it and be in a better position. And then have some comfort knowing that at the brokerage level, we are very much in this. We are very much paying attention to it. We are tasting it. We're trying it. We're, we're getting creative. So I think that's the key, right, is, is just have some faith in us as well that we are paying attention to this and we are going to help guide you through this the best we can. And we're learning too, right? This is all new to everyone and it's new to our space, but we are, we're figuring it out and we're trying some different things. Also, what does it say from the cryptocurrency market? Because you can't buy NFTs without cryptocurrency purchase, Correct. right? That's the point, right? So those of you who are wondering if cryptocurrency is a fad boom bust as well, no, it's, it's not. not because it's the only yeah. way to transact on blockchain. Are there, now, are there some coins that will disappear? Yes. Absolutely. Right. But your well, they, And they're not coins. They're not coins. Right. They're really companies. companies. They're really software companies you're investing Correct. in. Correct. Right. In essence, that's really what they are. If you and you're investing in, in the backup behind the token, right? That's exactly. what you're buying. Like what is the what does it bring to the platform? And which platform does it bring value to? Is and it just Cardano? like you is have just like you have stocks and then penny stocks? Yeah. It's the same thing, right? You've got your mainstays and then you've got these other guys down here that maybe if you guess right. And you get the right penny stock. That's right. right? You might make a, a, a few million bucks. That's, that's right? right. But there's a great, far greater chance that by heavily investing in those penny stocks, you're probably never going to hit that 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 gold mine and you're going to end up losing a little bit. That's the same game, right? But that's why also, though, you're going to see it with NFTs. NFTs that are backed or built on Ethereum that are built oh, on, you won't see, I don't think you'll see too many built on Bitcoin just based on how Bitcoin was designed. But I do think Ethereum is going to be the big one. And so if you and see, Cardano. if you, yeah. So if you see NFTs being built on those platforms, those are going to have significantly more value than those that are built on one of the newer ones. Now, why would they build on one of the other ones? It's cheaper. It's more expensive to, to build on, on Ethereum. But 
just like land, right? It's, it's more expensive to build on the beach. But when you build on the beach, there's more value there long-term, right? I mean, it's the same concept. So you're going to see that. You're going to see stuff being built on, on less expensive platforms, less expensive blockchains that, are, that don't perform or hold value quite as well. And then you're going to have those that are built on Ethereum. Then, and those are going to be your more stable, more solid, typically, um, NFTs. So you'll see that as well. And right now, there's a big concern with when you're buying things, the tax situations, right? Tax so if, you, if, if you bought Cardano for, like my friend bought a Cardano at 0.02, right? And it bought a lot of it. And huge bet on a roulette wheel that paid off tremendously well, right? And But if he were to buy something with that Cardano right now, he gets taxed as soon as he touches it on the gain that he has on that coin, right? So there's a lot of things you need to think about that when you make money, when you sell it, when you use it, you're, you're converting it. When you convert it, you get taxed on it. And so there's a lot of things people don't think about on this team, which is why it's not going to be adopted fully yet because we rattled off about 30 things that need to be figured out before it becomes mainstream. However, all 30 of these are going to be figured out and it will become mainstream. So that's where my point is, is, is set up the Google alerts, guys, right? Read the article, spend some time, turn off the freaking news. If you have a passion, you need to be able to talk about it. Because when you drive the buyers around this weekend and they say, hey, what about that NFT sale? And you're like, hell? You can't do that. You've got to say, interesting. Well, here's my perspective on that. What do you think? Right? You got to be able to talk. This is your field. This is your specialty. This is your, this is your expertise, guys. Is this is in your industry? You need to know about it. So read up, watch some YouTube's, read some Google articles. Just pay attention, and and learn. Right? This is the wild, wild west. It's brand new, guys. In essence, it's a few years old, but it's brand new, and it hasn't even been figured out yet. So you're on the forefront of something cool. And it's gonna it's gonna streamline and transfer our business, right? And probably change the way we do we handle business ourselves, um, which is great. And so yep. everything innovates, and we'll be there on the on the leading edge, and we'll figure out how to stay in the in the middle of the transactions, right? Maybe not in the middle of them because there are, is not going to be in the middle of a transaction, but an, an informative, innovative part of them that brings value, which is what our number one role is: is continue to bring value because you're still going to have to educate, empower, educate, and encourage, no matter what the functional transference of value is, right? Yep. It doesn't matter. We don't care if it's a clean title search or if it's an NFT. Our, our core job doesn't change. The fundamental aspects of how it's transaction probably will. Yeah, no, I, I think it will. And, you know, Mike Clement asked, who does the marketing? Well, um, the harsh reality of that is consumers are already doing it and they're going to continue to do it, which is they're going to own the, their own search process, right? We play a very light role most of the time in the actual home search. Zillow and Realtor.com have owned that. Um, and in the future, it will be platforms that are already in existence like you know Realty.co and, and things that are already crypto based that are real estate focused and you're going to see more of those pop up now do i think zillow and realtor.com will make major acquisitions of those platforms yes i do um yeah. but basically the difference will be when i click on that home 
I'm going to already know who owns it. I'm going to know in the future, I'm going to be able to legitimately go party to party one-on-one and make that purchase potentially. And so we have wallet to wallet, wallet to wallet. So we have to understand that there, our role will certainly be changing um, in the future. Our role as agents will change. The value proposition we bring will change. Um, But are you going to be needed to, market a property. I'm not convinced. Um, I think that there's yes and no, right? I, I just think if there's your role in marketing that property is going to change and, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. I think that's years away. So, you know, that's not like sound the alarms, you're, you're done. Um, but I do think that you're going to be, you need to make yourself as far away from the middle as possible which is why we've always pushed single agency too. What does single agency do at its core? It removes you from the middle. You're actually on one side. You're actually representing. And that's the difference because the value I believe that you will play is Jeff wants to buy this house. And even though it's one-on-one, Jeff's got a life and he's busy. And this real estate component of whatever he wants to buy is a very small portion of his everyday life. And so will Jeff still say, hey, dude, you're the expert in this. You understand these transactions because you're doing them all the time. I want you to represent me in this transaction with John Smith over here. Do I think that will happen? Yes, I do. Because Jeff's busy. And I think most people aren't going to want to do that in the same way that right now people could stick a sign in their yard and do it. And do some do that? Yes. But a majority don't. Right. So I still think there's a value to play, but I think it's going to be on one side or the other. This whole transaction broker thing is going to go away. That is the middleman. That is somebody who's trying to play on both sides. That person dies. That person is not needed in the future, right? Someone representing Jeff is needed. There's also, let's do a correlation. There's also Robin Hood and TD Ameritrade, but there's also your financial advisor at Raymond James. So there's still different players for different players, right? There's still, there's still H&R Block do my online tax filing and there's still a badass creative CPA um, that's needed when when it's needed right so I think there's the space gets um, more diverse is I think what's going to end up happening there yep I do too but Mike don't get confused because he said you can build a better mousetrap but someone needs to sell it yeah um, Amazon kind of proved though that that can be done through an internet by clicking a button Okay. And if you think that they're not playing around with selling a house through there, you're out of your mind. Right. They, but that's years where ago, Mitch, that, back acquired a, yeah, but, but listen, guys, this is, this is headed in that direction. If you guys think that Amazon is not figuring out a way to sell homes through their platform with the click of a button, we're, we're kidding ourselves. It's already being done. They acquired a couple different home builders years ago out in California, and they're doing it. They have homes that can be built off site and shipped to you. They're already testing this. They know that they can. I was talking to your dad actually the other day when I was in Madeira about this. They've got a new home that can literally be taken. It ships in like a six by six container and can fold out and you can connect them. Like that's already here. So that is happening. And so you necessarily won't need somebody to market it. They're going to be able, if I want to sell my house, I'm going to be able to put it on a major platform, crypto platform and have 
a ton of people that want to buy it instantly. But again, it's still time consuming. How do I pick which one? What if 17 Jeffs come to me? Which one's the right one? Which one do I say yes to? Which one has actually has the money? Who's going to go through their crypto wallets? Who's going to do that is the time consuming part. That is the reason that Jeff's going to say, hey, Mike, can you represent me in this? All right. That's the difference. You're on mute. Yeah, Craig just wrote it. It's the same thing as Fizbo's on Zillow on that aspect. Yeah. All right. 9.30, Time flies when we're having fun. We could go on for hours on this one because it's a fun, exciting change coming up. But um, hopefully you guys got a little bit of um, information. And hopefully a little nudge to learn some more, right? And it's at your fingertips, guys. It's up to you to pay attention to that. So thanks for your time and have the best week you've ever possibly have. Might as well. Go crush it. See you guys. See ya. Bye -bye.